0: Hello and welcome to the ongoing and continuing series of Platforms and Pitfalls rants, designed and recorded to fill in some space in the middle of the year where just a few too many things are up in the air for the both of us. I am Blue, and I am joined by... I'm Rowan. Um, And today, we have a rant that will be led by Rowan. me.
1: So, many games feature collectibles. Collectibles are really cool for lots of reasons. They encourage exploration. They reward players for doing difficult challenges sometimes. Collectibles are a really neat thing in games that a lot of games use to encourage lots of different behaviours. All cool, all good. One of the issues with collectibles can be a sort of mismanagement of expectations, where gains might have the, give you the impression that, oh, this is optional, and then later on reveal, like, no, actually, it's not optional. Or they might sort of give you the idea of, oh, if you collect about 50% of the collectibles, you'll always be, like, ahead of the curve. And then at the end, things spike up. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is that I recently played the incredible Immaculate joyous grapple dog. That is, we play another game this year that is as good as that. You're having a great year. But it sort of ran a little bit afoul of this where I was, you know, getting about 70, 80% of the collectibles in the game only to find towards the end that I didn't have enough to progress. It didn't take a lot of time to resolve the problem. Like, you know, I just go back to a few levels and within about 30 minutes I was on track to finish the game. But it's this like sort of shock value of, Having been feeling like you were working to the game's pace, up to that point, I was dramatically ahead of all collectible requirements. And then I was behind, suddenly. And I, That's a
0: curious thing. Sorry, you want you probably want to no, finish your a-
1: thought before I jump in. No, go jump in, jump in.
0: That's an interesting thing, because it's not just... I suppose there's a distinction to make here. These are not optional collectibles anymore. Yes, right? that's right. These are, um, because if it's an optional collectible, it very much is, a, oh, that's whatever, right? That's not a big issue, um, but when the collectibles are required for you to progress, Ala, it's an. In, this is a particularly Nintendo language thing, right? Like Kirby does it, Mario does it.
1: Yeah, um, a lot of the rareware games from N64 do it, and honestly, like I have a lot of like residual distress from experiencing Banjo Kazooie and Banjo Tooie that probably fuel some yeah. collectible anxiety that I think I've developed over my life.
0: Yep. Um, and yeah, because if it's a if it's a completely optional, just completionist collectible, it doesn't wholly matter as much if you suddenly realize you're behind the curve. But we're talking in a space where you can't play the rest of the game unless you go and participate in this system. Correct?
1: Yeah, that's right. Yep. And a lot of them, you know, in Grapple Dog, um, a lot of them are sort of, you know, interesting platforming challenges, and some of them are quite difficult, and it's like, oh, this is a nice thing to show that you really mastered this game, but it's for, it feels like it should be for the experts, Yeah. which maybe, you know, it's the game's way of telling you, like, oh, you should go back. I can see a logic for why a game might do this sort of thing, but it's that clash of expectations that it has established, and then changed suddenly. Yeah.
0: Sure. So I guess to lay it out, there is a degree of this is what the game is saying to you. You should be comfortable enough with broadly these systems Mm. before you move on to the rest of these challenges. I almost feel like this kind of gating would be better earlier, but then it's much, you have much more friction if this gate happens earlier in your game, as opposed to later when you are for better or for worse invested,
1: right? Yeah, it's a real it's a real difficult question because, you know, if you're going to put these collectibles in, you want players to make the effort to engage with them. It's not a game with, like, a, an upgrade tree or anything like that, which, you know, dramatic, really, really appreciate. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important to, like, challenge the player to really engage with these systems and explore them, which these collectibles do. I think, yeah. like, the role of collectibles here is... Very cool. It's, yeah, that gating with them that starts making things more complicated. Even though, yeah, it makes sense. Like, you want players to have, like, a certain level of affinity for the controls and the systems before they progress too far without possibly having learned necessary techniques.
0: That's... Oh, yeah. Uh, another way to put this... Sorry, composing thoughts as I speak. Yep. Would be... It's a skill check. But it's yeah. a it's a soft skill check, right? It's not... So, you can imagine that in... A lot of... I can't think of an example. A lot of video games, you get skill-checked in terms of you are given this obstacle in order to progress through the game, you have to get over this obstacle. Mm. Um,
1: A really, like, classic example of that would be Mario 1-1, one of the early jumps you have to run to make it past, which is sort of the skill-check of, like, oh, do you know this is a function of the game? It's a very, very simple skill-check, but, like, it's there to make sure, do you understand this exists?
0: That's right. Uh, And... I'm struggling to think of an example because the one that's dominating my brain is a middlingly bad skill check in (laughs) Doom Eternal with the Marauder enemy. I don't know. Ah, yes, the
1: well-beloved enemy that I definitely haven't heard millions of people complain about. Yeah,
0: because that's a skill check, right? You you have to beat the one-on-one fight to be able to progress through the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least a single player story mode, which is what a lot of people are there for. And it's not an easy enemy. Like, And it, it, it's just this weird skill check. It's complicated because that's a middling to bad one, in my opinion, because one of the things that makes that fight go better is something that, you know, the more serious parts of the community call the alpha rotation, which is you just swap weapons instead of letting it cool down, you know. So mm-hmm. when you fire your shotgun, you can't fire your shotgun again until a certain amount of time has passed. Instead of waiting for that time, you just swap to another weapon so they you can shoot it straight away. It's mm. not how guns work in real life. But like most people don't learn that to get past the Marauder, even though learning that would make it a lot easier because the game never spells it out. Mm. The game never tells you explicitly, hey, do this to increase the amount of damage you're putting into an enemy. And this might help you get past this our enemy, right? So in a lot of ways, bringing it back to games like Dog and Mario and Kirby, making it so that you have to engage with a lot of various optional stuff to a certain extent makes it easier because it means that at some point you're probably doing some of the harder stuff. But you know you, we don't need to like get you specific. We don't need to put a marauder into grappled up. We just don't. Mm.
1: Yeah, like if you're doing a lot of the collectibles, you run into a lot of techniques you need. You need in the later levels. So when the yeah. hard checks occur, it's the collectibles that have soft checked. Or at least implanted yeah. the idea of it, even if you couldn't do the collectible at the time, mm. you've probably tried for it and gone like, yeah. "Oh, there's a way that I can get more height from this swing yeah. than I have previously," or something like that. And I think like a lot of these collectibles are really good. Like I'm complaining about Grapple Dog because it's so excellent mm. and it has this one surprising fault of these hard caps. That I mean, that severe. It just like threw me out a bit and made me think about this topic. Um, yeah. yeah, like it, and I think that foreshadowing through collectibles is really cool and it's what it's doing very well. But yeah, there's that threshold of like, when is... If you, you make no checks, would players ignore them? That's bad because that's where a lot of the interesting challenging grapple.com comes from. If you make them too rigid in requirements, they, they just feel like a mandatory parts of a level. It's a really rough balance that I don't begrudge anyone having to pick.
0: <laughs> I, I wonder if if you like went out of your way to design around this, if you could have a a kind of like check system where it's like if you have this collectible you can just go straight through this door or you can like go through this unlock level which is like harder and like checks for the skills that they they're wanting to check for you know kind of thing
1: oh that is that would be a very cool system actually so you can do like you can basically take the exam or do the yeah
0: study. yeah that
1: would be an interesting thing that would be very cool i feel like I feel like there's some game, and I wish I could remember the name, that essentially has that, like, a tutorial, but it says, like, you can skip this, but you have to do this, like, difficult encounter to skip the tutorial. Yeah. Or something. I don't <laughs> recall the game name, though. Hey,
0: here's a call to action. If anyone listening has any has, knows of a game that, like, does this, where it's, like, either have this collectible or do this hard thing, because I'm not describing a unique thing here. I just can't think of an example. Um, let us know. <laughs> let, yep. let us know. Uh, But I suppose, going back to the point, it's not that it gates, it's more that it gated you unexpectedly.
1: Yeah, it's that management of expectations that is, I think, the jarring thing in a lot of these collectible-driven games. And at this point, the pattern is pretty common. Like, oh, the requirements get steadily larger as you progress, whether it's, like, you need way more stars in Mario 64, which requires you going back to maybe some earlier stages you didn't do as thoroughly. Um, Like, you know, it's incentivizing you to go through All of the content more, yeah. But I think there's that, yeah, expectation. If you're getting like eighty percent of things, it feels like you're probably getting enough of the things, and that's like a hard thing to gauge. What do players think is a reasonable amount of completion? For sure, they definitely know people that are like, "Oh, you didn't get hundred percent completion on every single level. You barely played the game."
0: (laughs) Yeah, there is. I think that a lot of games, you you say eighty percent. I'm actually gonna. Bring it back down to Nintendo numbers, which they like mm-hmm. to use the three star. No, that's not Nintendo. That's, um, that's off of mobile phones.
1: Yeah, mobile phone uh, games. Every level has three stars. Yeah. Uh,
0: so going back to that, I suppose, uh, a lot of games now have the three star system. And then at some point, you'll need X amount of stars, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think a lot of people feel like, yeah, if I can get two stars on every level, that should be enough. Yep. Which is 66%.
1: Yeah. And, and that's I, what I feel like. Yeah. That's what I would want as an expectation. And, and Unless, like, it is it's an interesting... super cool bonus thing. It's like, oh, this is for the true masters if you got everything. Yeah. yeah. Having but something like, like that is totally
0: Mainline feels like 66% Yeah, should be enough. But having said that, I know most games require that have this like star system and then enough stars to unlock the next level. Most games do require some of your past levels to be three star. That's an interesting thing to say, right? Yeah. Because I, I think from the developer point of view, this is completely projecting. I cannot speak for any of these developers mm-hmm. that they feel like three stars shouldn't be that hard to get for some of these levels and some will be hard and some won't be hard. You know, because not, not every three star is equivalent. Yes. So maybe it's an expectation on the developer's part that also needs to be kind of re-examined mm. uh, I mean, in it's terms a- of how difficult their game is.
1: Yeah, and difficulty is just a really difficult issue to work out. Like, what is difficult for an audience? What is difficult for our audience specifically? Like, deciding what audience you're going for. Like, you know, Grapple Dogs, a little indie game. Yep, it's going for this very like specific sort of GBA kind of pixelated style, so it's appealing to like a certain ear. It's targeting more of like a certain era game, an era of like platforming. It, it's I, unlikely
0: that if you pick up Grapple Dog, it's your first inertia momentum based platformer. It yeah. could be, right? But like chances are you've played it before. And the developers can definitely design with that in mind. It doesn't have mm. to be as rounded as a Nintendo as Kirby. It doesn't have to be as rounded as Kirby. Uh
1: <laughs> not many things are rounder <laughs> than Kirby. I mean he's yeah, that's basically ball. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. You know, of, like, soft edges as, as yes. Kirby. Um, so there is, th- I-, I suppose you can get in your own head as a developer, right? Of, like, how mm. hard is this game? How hard does this game have to be? How much cha- You can't make it too easy either is the, like, super tricky part. It, it- You need yeah. this challenge in there.
1: And since in the case of a game like GrappleDog specifically, so in Mario 64 or something, our stars are often a result of, exploration in Mm. grapple dog and like a lot of the more like difficult platformer sort of genre, you know, there's not a lot of space in these levels per se. So like you will see the object. Um, and often it's just a case of like working out exactly how to use your tool set to get the object Mm. as opposed to simply do I know it exists? Okay. I know it exists. I can get it now. Um, so you do need some level of challenge for it to be, yeah, rewarding. Otherwise, why bother if you just like always gonna just see it? Mm, mm-hmm. The interaction like space and collectibles is also rather interesting, I think. Yeah. Because definitely. you definitely have the raw, like you climb the top of the tower, so you get a collectible type collectibles. But in this particular adventure, they're all challenge based to some degree. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And Grapple Dog is, to my understanding, I haven't played it,
1: a yep. very like
0: mechanical, you feel accomplished for learning to engage with the mechanics. Of game,
1: yes, it's not terribly difficult, but yeah, there's a lot to learn and come to and grapple with. Um, Mm -hmm. and when you grapple well you'll be rewarded with like good bursts of speed a lot of extra mobility than you might otherwise have yeah it's very satisfying system to master
0: the the power fantasy of it is i am butter through this level right like when you get it down right yeah and Uh, there's a big emphasis
1: as like non like required collectibles you can collect medals by doing time attacks and all that jazz and that's like you know and i think this is where the collectible sort of Shine is like tutorials for some of the things that you might really want to do in the level that the collectible sort of encourage you to do to get itself. Like you know, you want to do this kind of swing, you want to do this kind of jump, and something. And a lot of collectibles oh. require things that are useful for that level's gold medal requirements. I I do feel like
0: some of the expectations setting up is like circling back around to the to the very original point right Yep, is on the developer in, in yeah, terms it's of on like the developer how you show it and, and a very small amount is also like on the player but no i think in this case you're probably right it's just probably a signposting
1: issue yeah i think, it, well, I think a it's a relatively small so, one from what like, I, I think tell. it's a combination of like because there is just like what is what is culture have, like, we see collectibles and gains, we have expectations based on previous experiences. Yeah. So, unless the game's pretty clear and it's signposting, it can be hard to um, figure out. Yeah, for
0: sure. Mm. This, uh, it's a very specific space of this game is designed for this kind of movement, which is hard, but it's also access- accessible, it's the wrong word, um, open, available yep. to you know, uh, a lot of skill levels under it, uh, mm. and whether or not the main game's story should be kept behind that. How story driven.
1: Oh, not at all. Um, I mean, there is technically dialogue boxes and sometimes yeah. they contain interesting but text, like, but it, it
0: very much is almost puzzle gamey of like, the reason you want to go to the next level is to get the challenge of the next level as opposed yeah, to. Yeah, exactly. Then I kind of think that, yeah, it's unfortunate, but very reasonable that. It is this way,
1: right? Oh yeah, I don't, I don't think it's unreasonable. And like I said, no, like it was very quickly resolved. Like yeah, I'm not. We're well, using Grapple Dog as a big example here because this is the yeah. game I played that sparked it. But it, like, it's
0: the most immediate one.
1: It's the most there immediate is- one for me. But the the trick is really just like this mismatch, the sudden mismatch of expectations versus like the, of how it's been versus how totally. it has shifted. And I think a lot of yeah collectibles run into that issue. I do think that it mostly is making the right choices for this sort of stuff. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Collectibles, I,
0: co- collectibles. I, I signposting expectations. Uh, yeah, around collectibles. Really more, more specifically, mm. we talked a, a lot around this. I don't know if we have a point coming out of this, other than like this is a thing that happens. And uh, you know, to kind of summarize
1: it, it's. I think the point is that it's difficult to work out what a player's expectations will be. And it's difficult for a player to work out what a game's expectations will be. And that's a really tricky balance to manage. And the better and earlier you convey to the player what you really expect, um, I think helps a lot. Like, I don't know if this would have been a smart thing to do, but if GrappleDog had told me, oh, that's a B plus rating. You're doing pretty good. Or that's a C rating. That's like the bare minimum we expect. Might have helped. Just go like, oh, I... I am expected to do a little bit more on these stages than I'm doing. Yeah.
0: How do you how do you grade a player w- without making it feel very judgy?
1: Yeah, and if you want because <laughs> Grandpa Dog is all about like a fun chill vibes in a lot of like how it's drawn, how its dialogue is, its music. So slapping on a like, you know, wow, you beat the level. F failure is probably yeah. not the vibe they're going for.
0: No, absolutely not. Uh, and the other... yeah, no, totally, I agree. Um, and I, I had a completely different thought.
1: Grabble Dog, like to its credit, with regards to the issue, it has like a very Celeste-style assist mode. So if you do just need five more gems to get to the next level, you can go back. Turn on infinite jumps, yeah, and have the gems you need. Yeah, it's not hard to rectify. It just feels like maybe I shouldn't have had to go and rectify it, kind of thing. Yeah, and yeah, it's all about expectations. Expectations is just a really hard issue for games in general.
0: So this is actually a, a super interesting comparison to bring up. That's true, actually, Uh, because this is kind of the other thing that I was going to say as we wrap this up uh, is just the I think the way I prefer it is you just walk into a thing you can't do and then you learn how to do it. You know, Mm. if you have to skill check someone, give them the thing that you're skill checking them for. Don't don't say that we're skill checking you just like, hey, you know, like we expected you to be able to do this. And then it's just hard. Mm. Um, And Celeste has the advantage In terms of signposting, Celeste is known to, um, like, early on, you see some relatively hard stuff. And then, so that means that the Discord around, as in, like, the the conversation around the game helps signpost it. Like, Celeste is a hard Mm. platformer, right? Like, very few people uh, go into it without knowing that these days. And, yeah, even within the first first real world of Celeste, that's not the tutorial, there's a couple of, like, momentum-based jumps that you have to do that... Mm. Should already indicate how hard this game gets, and then it just gets much harder from there. Uh, without it being a collectible lock thing, right? And it's just this kind yeah. of smooth journey. And then of, Celeste, oh my god, I'm slamming my face against this spike wall like a mm. hundred times. It's <laughs> just what yeah. it is.
1: And Celeste has its own collectibles, the strawberries, which I required. think uh, they're excellent. They um they're not they really are, required. They are um, for the
0: like extra con.
1: Oh, are they required for the extra content? I know it has uh, the cassettes no, no, that it, are required for B-sides. So
0: there's a bunch of extra content that I didn't do. Uh, oh, okay. And, and some of it is, like, collectible lock. Because, in this case, it really is these are the actual hard things. And, yeah. 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 And, and then B-sides, and, yeah. Yeah. As well. Sure.
1: Yeah, I didn't know the strawberries had that. Because I remember the game is very might uh, I not mean, get It's, it's probably not
0: strawberries. Yeah, it's probably not strawberries. It's Another yeah, there's like the I think.
1: yeah, there's the B sides and the C sides and B sides or whatever. And there's some like you need whatever cores. Yeah, that's right. That yeah. unlock there the are, epilogue.
0: There are like one core in each world thing, which are hard to get. <laughs> like,
1: yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I feel, for Celeste though, like I think its gating is really interesting because what is gated by the cassette tapes is extremely hard content that's not really part of the main experience. Yeah. And then, you know, Seasides within those. And the epilogue to Celeste was released a month later,
0: yeah. a year not, later. Not at not at launch is the, yeah. the the time frame I'm willing to commit to because I didn't play it at launch. So I when yeah. I played it, it existed and I just couldn't do it.
1: And it's um, also extremely difficult. So it's like gating it, off things that other games would call post game content behind yeah. this sort of stuff. And I think that is the point at which it's it's good to like well not good necessarily, but like it's the right spot to put up those sorts of gates, like make sure that people who are going into difficult stuff are ready to do difficult stuff.
0: Hey, yeah. Here is an interesting way to summarize this. Then, when you are, ga- mm, apologies. When you are gated, you feel as if there is, uh, you feel a cognitive like jerk out of your flow of the game, mm-hmm. right? Yes. What you do that for can be like you can have a good reason for that. For example, in this case we are we want this cognitive difference between how hard this content is and the next content is because it's going to be harder but if it's like conceivably or perceptually part of the main experience then you might feel like oh that that's a weird cognitive jerk to have there
1: yeah that's a really good summary yeah
0: all right and i that, i do believe yeah that that we've said we've what we want to thoughts. say yeah we've collected our thoughts and we've said we want to say about this thank you dear listener for listening in on our platforms and pitfalls rant uh this is number four of we're not fully sure possibly six is that right
1: that yeah it could be up to six probably only around five but we shall we're gonna prepare about six or seven of these
0: yeah and then we'll release them as necessary so that lives don't burn down around us yep and um well, I hope you have a good day, dear listener. Is there anything and you would like to close with?
1: I hope you have a good day, and I do really like Grepple Dog, despite spending all the time complaining about it. Give it a look. Thanks for listening. Thank you, Pete.